This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3296 for Monday, the 22nd of March 2021. Today's show is entitled, Spambot Honeypot. It is hosted by Rowan and is about 6 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, implementing a honeypot-style spam filter for your HTML forms. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. In this episode, I will describe the method I chose to combat spam bots, spam bots filling out my company's contact form. About 99% of the submission we've received are spam, which makes filtering for valid messages painful. After some research into different methods, I decided to go with the honeypot method. The honeypot method uses an ex- extra in text input field to lure the spam bot into filling it out. There are different suggestions for how to hide this extra field from valid users by using either JavaScript or CSS. With JavaScript, the honeypot section of the form is removed from the DOM when the page loads, hiding it from your users. The argument for this method is most bots don't implement JavaScript, so the honeypot field will not be hidden from them. I think it is a valid argument, but I didn't want to include extra JavaScript in my page, so I went with the CSS method. There are references at the end of the show notes to a couple of articles I read on implementing the honeypot with either JavaScript or CSS. My takeaway was, one, don't use the CSS display property set to the value of none to take the input out of the DOM. Sufficiently smart bots may know to scan for this, especially if applied directly to the element. And also, don't name your class as something obvious to your intent like anti-spam filter. My guess is the majority of bots out there aren't that sophisticated, but I figured it couldn't hurt to follow those suggestions. I was already using Bootstrap CSS for our site, so I decided to use Bootstrap's SR-only class. This class is used for elements that you only want visible to screen readers. It takes the element and uses a combination of absolute positioning, setting the size and width to one pixel, setting a negative margin, and hiding content overflow to prevent the honeypot showing up visually. I figured if the bot was scanning CSS for classes or properties, this wouldn't trigger any warnings. It does bring up the issue of how to prevent impacting the experience of people using screen readers. I applied the aria-hidden attribute with a value of true to the label element surrounding the honeypot input field. Uh, This removes that element and all of its children from the accessibility tree. Uh, That was a quote from the Mozilla documentation uh, project. So we now have the field hidden both visually in the browser and from assistive technologies. Given the short end of the stick accessibility usually gets, I doubt there are any spam bots scanning for that ARIA attribute. For the minority of users who might be viewing with the classic links browser, I put 
for office use as the label text before the honeypot, hoping this would get the message across without tipping off the bot to the intended purpose of the related input field. The other main issue with this method is the value of the name attribute used for the input field. Some argue to use obfuscated values like MMXX name instead of name or SXYX phone for phone. Apparently some bots will skip fields they don't recognize. By using more standard names for multiple honeypot fields, it is easier to determine if it is a bot. The counter-argument to this naming scheme is about the user experience. By obfuscating the name, the browser won't fill the valid fields for the form. This also brings up the matter of not filling, auto-filling the spam fields by the browser of your users. This is done by setting any of the honeypot input elements autocomplete attributes to off. So far, the spam filtering method is working nicely. I currently send any messages flagged as spam to a different email address with the subject prepended with the word spam review. Once I am confident there are not that many false positives, I will just skip sending flagged messages. The one issue I have experienced with this message is when using the tab key to move through the form. Since the input field is only visually hidden, it still receives focus as you tab through. If you happen to hit another key while still in the hidden field, it will get captured by the honeypot and then the submission will be flagged as spam. I have created a sample form on my personal site. Please visit URL http www.horning.us forward slash hpr forward slash spambothoneypot.php. Uh, spambothoneypot is camel case to try it out. Uh, there's also reference in the show notes to the URL. It is a simple PHP page that uses using the get method when submitting the form. Once you press the submit button, you will see the form fields and their values, along with the result messages. I chose to use URL as the name for my honeypot input field. I use it on my example form and I use it for my form at work. For my work form, a URL is not something we ask to be submitted, and being a common field in forms makes it very tempting for bots. In my example code, the CSS for hiding the honeypot section is from the miniCSS.org website. Their visibility hidden class is very similar to Bootstrap's SR-only class. I would be interested to hear if any others out there in the HPR world have implemented something similar. I'd also love to hear if some of our HPR users who use screen readers uh, can test this out and see if the, um, the honeypot field is being hidden from screen readers. It doesn't prevent it from being read. All right, thank you for listening. I hope you found this uh, another interesting episode of Hacker Public Read. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. 
If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.